Ultimately, it's about providing better healthcare for the community and pharmacies just play an absolutely central and pivotal role in it and have an opportunity to play an even more pivotal role for that. Hi, I'm Chris Clark from Do Today and you're listening to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast brought to you by the Pharmacy Guild of Australia. Focusing on pharmacy management and ownership, the PBCN podcast supports the improvement and growth of your business performance with insights and advice from a range of industry professionals. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. Digital enablement is a critical component of modern business and community pharmacy is no exception. It's clear that technology is making a big impact on the profession with many traditional roles and processes now streamlined through innovative digital products. With effective integration, this affords community pharmacy an opportunity to engage more productively with both patients and the wider health network. The recent COVID-19 outbreak shines a spotlight on the need for digital capability in the industry. Under new guidelines, many traditional avenues of patient interaction will need to be digitalised. The pandemic has also accelerated a number of health projects, including electronic prescribing. Community pharmacy must be equipped to hit the ground running on this new digital frontier. Today, we speak with Chris Clark from Due Today, a company specialising in helping businesses identify their digital selves. A co-founder of Australia's premier innovation and startup festival, Spark Festival, Chris is also an expert in helping businesses identify digital opportunities and guiding them on their digital journey. Here's Chris. Chris Clark, thanks for your time today and coming on the show. Firstly, can you tell us a little bit about what Due Today is all about and what your role there is? Thanks, Daniel, and thanks for having me on the show. Uh, yes, yeah, so I run Do Today's Operation Australia, and we provide workshops for businesses to help them discover uh, their digital journey uh, and along transformation. So that's basically taking it where they uh, determine where they're at in utilising digital and technology generally, and then making an actionable plans uh, on how they can move forward uh, aligned to their business goals. Digital transformation has certainly been at the forefront of the corporate slash business response to the COVID-19 outbreak, and it's fantastic to see on a number of fronts. In fact, we've seen lots of businesses jump into the digital opportunities that are out there, and and truth be told, they are probably things businesses probably should have been looking at enabling before the COVID-19 outbreak to give themselves some advantages, but now... How important is it for business owners to, to really focus on and start identifying and, and even continue to identify, if they've already started to, those digital opportunities to help mitigate the impacts of these kinds of events? No, you're spot on. It's, it's, uh, it's something that we've, we've really been saying that has been coming for, for years and years now. We've been saying that um, over the next 10 five, 10 years, uh, even 50% of the jobs that exist today won't exist then. Uh, but all that's obviously just been accelerated now to the point that this has happened almost overnight. And what you're seeing, many, many businesses, particularly pharmacies that are right there on the front line, they're operating, no pun intended, in a, in a triage kind of mode, really just trying to figure out uh, how things uh, can run in this new kind of paradigm. Um and I guess the thing to important thing to recognise amongst all the all the kind of madness of so much work that's happening right now is 
is this is actually a, a permanent shift. Um, it's it's effectively a new normal. So, so it's absolutely critical for businesses' future that they start to you know, learn these lessons now and figure out how they can use it in the next phase. The opportunities the digital world presents can look really exciting and enticing, especially when potentially pharmacies see other pharmacies or, or even related businesses having success on those digital fronts. But it can also be very scary, especially for those that, that haven't embraced digital all that much to date. What are some of the challenges or obstacles that businesses and especially pharmacies who are, who are generally SMEs face when, when trying to start to navigate that digital world and assess the, the multitude of digital opportunities that they can be presented with? Yeah, well, it's it, something that comes down to just initially is it sounds really simple to say, but it's actually a mindset thing, uh, really. Um, and so when when we talk about digital, it's it's actually more of a mindset than anything else. It's it's thinking digital, and uh, and part of that mindset sh- set shift is really allocating uh, time and energy and effort to starting to make progress in this area. And what we see is often just businesses, particularly small business, they just are often caught up in the day-to-day and it's really hard to just get that clean air to to start working, you know, on the business rather than in the business as per that old, old uh, business cliche. So really that's, that's probably the starting point is just trying to make time um, for these types of activities uh, in that mindset. And also, uh, more than that, uh, really take ownership at a top level uh, from the actual business owners. It's it's not something where you can just kind of delegate it to a junior staff member because maybe they know a thing or two about technology and and you don't. Um, you know, the business owners, they know the most about uh, their customers, business opportunities, and they really are best placed to uh once they understand um, the benefits that digital can bring and some some ways to implement it, they're definitely the best place to drive that through the business. It's clear that digital enablement will be a key focus for businesses moving forward, as you alluded to before, or, or just outright said, it's the new norm of, of working it, and it's happened very quickly. For those that haven't engaged on that digital front too much so far, how important is it to define a digital strategy and how do you think pharmacies specifically can begin to map out a digital strategy to assist in the adoption of some of those key technologies? And in that answer, it would be great if you could weave through how Jude today can assist in that regard. Again, another old business axiom like those who fail to plan, plan to fail. Uh, And so if you're not intentional about uh, creating a strategy for digital, then you're going to be way less likely to be successful. Um, one of one of the uh, the world's leading um, uh, investment organisations over in Silicon Valley, and I, I work a lot uh, in the startup sector and have a lot of history in that area, working with high growth companies. Um, they did a lot of research. Uh, their name was Andreessen Horowitz. Um, they're invested in groups like Facebook and Instagram and such that have grown to be these huge multi-billion-dollar companies. And they they looked at like what is, what is the defining characteristic that separates companies that um, that uh, don't achieve um, these heights and those that do. And it came down to a very simple thing: just the prioritisation of of time. 
to start with um, and resources around growth. So around the, the activities that are actually going to grow uh, their business. So, so really that's, that's one of the first things I think that uh, a business that needs to look at is, is allocating some time for that uh, and then, you know, taking it to that next stage. And, and certainly um, participating in uh, workshops that we run with, with uh, Do Today um, and that we're going to be running as far as part of um, working with Pharmacy Guild uh, is a fantastic way to get started in that, that realm. It's a great segue into my next question because community pharmacies, they're small businesses. So I'm curious about what some of the ways are in which digital enablement and, and due today, those workshops that you just spoke about, how will, apart from the planning, how will and can they actually benefit a small business like a community pharmacy? We've worked with uh, so far with do today around 400 uh, small businesses have gone through uh, the program. Um, we're just getting going in uh, in partnering with the pharmacy guild, but but uh, we have some obviously some great success stories thus far, uh, and different areas that that it helps drive uh, benefits through those small businesses include things you might expect like their marketing and their services and how they frame their products. But also some things that you wouldn't expect, like uh, that is important for thinking uh, digital, which include how um, how you manage your people and the culture, and even the uh, looking after the leaders of the business, uh, and how you go about things like uh, uh, research and development, which I know sounds like a a, uh, a big company thing rather than something that you do at a at a small level. Uh, and we find uh, quite often one of the one of the starting points really for of benefit for smaller business is uh, giving exposure and awareness to different tools that a owner of a business might use to free up their own time. So typically, businesses are working, you know, eighty to hundred hours a week um, plus, uh, and you know, just thinking, oh, it's impossible to to find extra time. Uh, well, I think there are some tools out there absolutely that can then help with that. And that's, that's an excellent place to start. Every day as you go on your travels, you see how digital is changing the world, both on a meta scale, but also focused more in to individual industries and even specific businesses. How do you think digital is impacting and changing the way pharmacy businesses operate? Well, there's some pretty pretty huge changes right now, and that were obviously already already happening even even uh, before times of COVID nineteen, uh, including things like the electronic prescriptions. Um, that that really, with that, uh, from a pharmacy perspective, I think if you're not already implementing uh, that within your pharmacy, then you're probably a, a step behind, uh, to be honest. But then there's then there's other areas like uh, automated uh, dispensing, different uh, aspects of uh, business operations, uh, point of sale, of course, considering pharmacy is, is uh, of course, in the retail space. So they've, they've all seen benefit. Um, however, those different things aren't what I would really see as game changers. Uh, so interestingly, Pharmacy Guild with their... Um, uh, community Pharmacy 2025 um, uh, vision 
I think they're really spot on with how they imagine uh, pharmacies being the health hubs of their local communities. Um, uh, there's just a huge opportunity in that regard. Um, I saw a, a poll uh, that was put out by Gallup in the US that the pharmacists were ranked uh, third in all professions uh, in terms of trust uh, of, uh, of uh, people in the community. And so that's just a huge opportunity uh, for for pharmacies to build upon that trust and overlay um, new aspects of services to be reaching out to the community, which can be done in digital ways to make it efficient um, and also allow uh, the community to reach them as well through things like uh, telehealth and such. Well, again, that's a great segue into my next question because community pharmacies they're spread across all regions of Australia. And there is that opportunity, as you mentioned, to be enhance that trust and even be leaders on the digital front in terms of dealing with their patients. But are there specific challenges or opportunities even that, that rural pharmacies are based with in terms of digital tech adoption? And if so, how can they overcome this to ensure that there isn't a digital divide between pharmacies in the country and their patients and those that are situated in the city? Well, some of the good news, of course, is that um, infrastructure is being rolled out and has progressed significantly. So the NBN, for example, that's now at uh, over 85% completion, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, whilst a little bit controversial, um, 5, 5G, of course, is rolling out currently. Which um, so though those those two infrastructure elements that's that's uh, are providing a fantastic base. And what what we've seen in digital in overseas markets, so for example, in China and India, um, that have historically had less progressed infrastructure particularly um, where there's new, say, four, was 4G, 3G, 4G, and now 5G services going in in the regional areas. It's actually leapfrogging um, their uh, adoption of technology, say, straight to mobile, for example. And so that, that uh, provides a fantastic opportunity for new services uh, that uh, those in, in uh, rural communities can tap into. And um, and actually, you know, the the use of mobile, in fact, is is advanced um, more than say conventional um, use of computing systems and such as well. So there was um, comes to mind too. There's uh, pharmacist uh, Jason Harvey, uh, uh, known to the guild at, at uh, one of its members at Outback Pharmacies. So so through his business, he actually services um, one quarter of, of the state of New South Wales geographically, which is a mind-boggling area, including a lot of um, uh, Indigenous communities as well. So this is where, you know, thinking about uh, relatively inexpensive mobile devices, so, you know, mobile phones um, these days, um, like Android ones, are relatively uh, cheaper. Uh, they're the types of things combined with, say, 5G services and such, and thinking about how those can run, you know, perhaps providing telehealth or different app-based services can provide very, very easy to use and very accessible services that can overcome these distance obstacles. Well, my next question probably has a sharper focus considering your comments earlier about our way of working now being the new norm and those comments that you just made 
around considering how much more connected we are with the MBN and 5G and the cheaper costs of phones. But obviously a key concern of every business is their customer base. So it is important to think about digital enablement, not just from the business perspective, but clearly from the customer perspective. I'm keen to understand what do you see are the minimum expectations of customers in this now digital world right now at the moment? The minimum expectations are extraordinarily high. Uh, so, and, and they're really set by uh, the large companies of the world and the large global companies. So, of course, I'm thinking like Apple, Google, Amazon, for example. And Amazon itself, in fact, presenting quite a real and, and direct potential uh, threat in not just retail, but pharmacy market uh, specifically, uh, potentially in the longer term. They certainly have been in the in the US and, and of course, since opening up um, in Australia, they've, they've uh, achieved a lot of market share. And uh, so through those those different services, uh, um, customers and consumers, they, they expect um, self-service, absolute simplicity of service, um, high high uh, attention and uh, customer service, uh, such things of being able to uh, consume products and services when and where they want them themselves, have things, for example, home delivered, like uh, you know, Ubers and, and those sorts of things as well. And so it's really, it's really important that, um, I, that you really consider things from that customer perspective. And, and for me, a, a good way of going about this is, is as is, is, uh, scary as it is sometimes, but to actually allow yourself to imagine what would be the utopian um, experience from a customer's perspective. Like if a customer could have anything in the world that they wanted in terms of a service, what could that be? So it might be, you know, being able to order order products or, or, um, or uh, uh, items direct from their phone, have that delivered at a time that was convenient to them, for example, um, so that, that allows you to kind of set like, the ultimate benchmark and then start to think about, okay, what could be possible to have steps to lead up to that? And surprisingly, there's actually quite a lot of services. Well, not quite a lot. There's hundreds and hundreds of services that are available to small businesses these days, uh, modern tools that are pretty easy to use uh, that, and accessible for, for small businesses and pharmacies. So ones like, for example, Shopify, where you can launch a uh, online store in literally a day, and uh, you know other other uh, products similar to that as well. And these are types of things, of course, that uh, that um, we have uh, within our realm due to date to uh, to introduce to to different uh, groups that go through the workshops. Well, on that, if a pharmacy hasn't given it serious thought yet. How important is it for pharmacies to start really thinking about their online presence? You started to talk about things like Shopify there because I'd be interested in understanding how Due Today can help build that commercial presence for a pharmacy. Yeah, that's right. Well, there's a pretty crazy stat, which is um, so research by uh, Salesforce and publicists that 87% of shoppers begin to search for a product or service online. So, which is pretty pretty crazy. So, and you know, first impressions always count. So, if your online presence isn't totally up to up to scratch, then you're you're really at a disadvantage. And and more than that. 
you know, the, the decision making time is within seconds. So you think of yourself, you you uh, encounter a website, you you form a view within seconds and you there's there's very little friction for you just going on to the next website and going to the next service or ordering from somebody else. Um, but something to think about, though, is online presence is way more than just um, a website. So it's basically your entire brand. It's everything that your customers see about you online. So that includes all other things like it could be um, what uh, when, when your listing comes up in Google, that, for example, has your opening hours or your address, does that have the correct information? It's like very basic things like that. Um, or what are people actually saying about your business on social media or uh, their listings or directings, direct directories that you're listed in, for example. So this all, all forms a holistic view. Um, it's certainly something that at the Guild as part of the Community Pharmacy uh, 2025 vision, um, they've identified that online retail is one of the um, nine focus areas for, for pharmacy growth and viability, which is which is uh, really spot on, I think. Um, and yeah, and it and it's something that really, really is critical to uh, the success of the business into the future. But I, I think going beyond uh, our presence as well, uh, online presence, there's there's a lot of opportunities for pharmacies to really gain change the game in the overall customer experience. So mixing, you know, what are the services that are online versus what are the services that are also in a physical realm as well. So when a, when a customer uh, enters the store or when the customer is there themselves at home, uh, what are different things that they might be able to use that uh, have touch points and points of benefit to, to them coming from the pharmacy as that uh, digital health hub in their community. You mentioned that stat about people searching online and how quickly we form an opinion and that there's not a lot of friction in just moving on to the next site. But as you rightly said, it's your brand and your opportunities online in the digital space is way more than just your website. And you mentioned a couple of times that there's lots of great tools and and opportunities on the digital front. In your opinion, what is the most common, maybe accessible opportunity on the technology front or the digital front that can be unlocked by a community pharmacy and maybe give them some quick wins early on? Yeah, well, I'd say number one uh, is, and we've talked about it a bit already, but is is uh, e-commerce online. So, uh, so utilising tools like we mentioned before, Shopify, or there's a great many of them, Big Commerce is another one. Um, even even uh, other services like eBay and such, which provide the ability to um, to list services and products online, um, that's absolutely a must. Um, I would say, uh, though, uh, moving to have a, e-commerce is is really actually only catching up to to where you should be almost already. Um, I think a, a next a next thing that is an important early early step is. Again, it sounds really simple, but actually capturing the data of who your customers are, so actually knowing who your customers are. So a good way that that can be embodied is through by implementing a customer loyalty program. 
And that sounds like it could be complex, but it doesn't have to be to start with. Um, and again, there's there's tools out there that you can utilize quite easily to get that going. Uh, there's a tool that uh, we're aware of um, called, and have actually used directly ourselves called uh, Goody, for example, um, which is run out of New Zealand that provides the ability to have um, a customer membership and loyalty program uh, that you can uh, allow people to sign up right at point of sale and collect, for example, their mobile number, collect their email address in a really quick and easy way. And then once you've got that, that allows you to, you know, in a in a respectful and sensitive way, of course, for your customers to to value add different services to them. So, for example, it might be uh, once a prescription is ready to be collected, that you actually send a a, a text message to them, for example. So, just to, just as one one little idea of of uh, you know a small uh, incremental service that actually could be seen as a lot of value to uh, customers. Some of the clinical advantages of adopting digital approaches include increased medicine adherence and remote monitoring. How can digital enablement and yourself at Due Today fit into helping pharmacies start to facilitate those really, really important technologies? Ultimately, it's about providing better healthcare. Uh, for the community uh, and pharmacies just play an absolutely central and pivotal role in it and have an opportunity to play an even more uh, pivotal role uh, for that, for sure. Uh, and so as part of what we're working on uh, at Do Today with uh, the Pharmacy Guild in implementing uh, the workshops and education programs is also pulling together a catalogue of all the different relevant uh, tools and uh, services that could be utilised by uh, pharmacies in this area uh, and also that could be recommended as well for um, individuals to utilise, uh, say, in the home. So, for example, where you're talking there about uh, medicine in adherence, where there, where there might be services like a, you know, a pill pack for for being able to uh, take your pills and, and be uh, reminded about it or, or other sorts of things. Um, so that, that, you know, all of those things add to ultimately to the simple objective of providing better healthcare and, and also can tie into a smoother, smoother journey for uh, the customers, obviously better, better health outcomes for the customers. And then through both of those things, you know, better and increased trust and loyalty and even uh, uh, smoother uh, processes for pharmacies themselves too. Another significant aspect of community pharmacy highlighted in the CP2025 framework is, and, and you alluded to it and mentioned it before, pharmacies shifting to become community health hubs with collaboration with the wider health network in their region being a, a key aspect of that. How can digital help facilitate that transition? Like many things, uh, timing is everything. <laughs> and, and that's certainly the case with, uh, with technology. Um, so, and right, right now, uh, it, there's a really awesome uh, moment, I guess, where there's a perfect storm of, of different services coming together. And uh, 
So, for example, um, where there's uh, the My Health Records and the electronic prescribing um, is obviously uh, well underway and that's providing frameworks for pharmacies to automate uh, the connection to other health professionals and therefore you know, join the dots on behalf of uh, the customers in their overall, I guess, health journey, health experience. Uh, and then also beyond that, there's there's uh, uh, good timing with regard to the adoption of uh, technologies, for example, that enable things like um, telehealth uh, and also home delivered services. And and often I, I say the the adoption because um, you know there's no point having a technology unless people are kind of ready to consume it. And um, you know, obviously, we would we'd definitely not not want to have uh, coronavirus and uh, actually happen. But if there's any any benefit to come out of it all, at least, it's that um, people now are much more accepting of you know having things like video conferences, having things uh, delivered to them at home. That was already starting, but it was more going to um, take many many years until they really hit mass market acceptance. Now it's kind of been forced upon them. So that really provides an opportunity now to, uh, to, I guess, provide services that leverage that in full, full force. Electronic prescribing is one example of a technology that will significantly disrupt the pharmacy industry. And we are certainly seeing an accelerated delivery in response to the current pandemic. How can pharmacies begin preparing for digital disruptions like these? And, and what can you today do to help? Well, uh, yeah, we're certainly seeing that uh, this is this is uh, brought to the front the need for such services as electronic prescribing, and indeed, Department of Health has fast tracked the services, which which is um, certainly helping those in in most need uh, that um, have are in self isolation and requiring uh, home delivered services and such. I think what's what's uh, becoming evident is that um, you know. That we really do need to be prepared for these types of uh, eventualities and these types of disruptions. Uh, so, in the context of two today, um, we uh, have, um, as part of our workshop process, uh, not just one but uh, eighteen different disruptive areas that we uh, guide and educate um, uh, businesses about. So one of those relates to um, the realm of electronic prescribing, which is what we call open data. So, you know, the sharing of uh, the access to data. Uh, and, you know, the other the other 17 uh, includes areas like, for example, uh, blockchain, uh, uh, artificial intelligence, marketing automation. Uh, some of these things sound a bit maybe futuristic and scary but um but they're actually happening right now uh in in businesses all over the world and and the the i guess there's a an axiom that we use that you're either a disruptor or you're you're um uh, being disrupted so so it's something that's really important to understand these things uh and uh and when from I've done a lot of work in the US, and I know this isn't a isn't a Australian uh, sport, but the sport of ice hockey. There's a there's a phrase from uh, Wayne Gretzky, who's regarded as the greatest ever ice hockey player, which is you need to skate uh, to where the puck is going, not to where the puck has been. 
And that's certainly something that we really uh, seek to help with businesses through do today is help guide them to where uh, technology opportunity is uh, for the future, not just today. Loads of great advice so far, Chris. And so let's circle back around and really focus in on due today. Can you tell us some more? Because I understand the Guild is facilitating some opportunities for members to get involved with the work that you can do. Yeah, that's right. Well, we ran a uh, first workshop in Brisbane uh, last year, which was really successful. Had some amazing feedback from uh, different uh, pharmacies that uh, went through uh, the program, really, really setting themselves on on a new path, which was fantastic. So we've been hard at work with uh, the guild in in um, in thinking about how we can then take that out uh, across the country. Of course, uh, now with coronavirus, a slight, uh, <laughs> slight uh, pause with that because the workshop format historically has been an in-person format. So what we're doing now is is uh, um, looking at how we provide uh, this as a um, uh, remote uh, and online delivered um, program for pharmacies and also provide uh, some complementary initiatives as well. So, for example, I mentioned before how the building of a catalogue of digital services that can be adopted uh, by pharmacies too. Chris Clark, thank you so much for your time today and sharing with the listeners some really great advice and insights around the digital opportunities in the pharmacy industry. Yeah, no problem at all. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks again to Chris for finding some time to come on the show there is certainly lots of opportunities to embrace digital and it's clear that those who do will not only meet the needs of the patients better but also be well positioned to take advantage of any changes or weather bad situations. There are several resources available to help community pharmacies navigate the pathway to digital enablement. The Guild's CP 2025 Framework for Change publication outlines nine growth pathways to help inform future business strategies, one of which is digital enablement. Simply head to guild.org.au forward slash about hyphen us forward slash community hyphen pharmacy hyphen 2025 forward slash framework. Guild members can also access digital engagement blogs and videos written for Australian community pharmacies and the Australian Digital Engagement Guide via the Guild Digital website at gilddigital.com.au. And of course, be sure to visit due today's website at du.today. And please note, there is no .com or .com.au in that address. Until next time, I'm Daniel Oyston, and you've been listening to episode 45 of the Pharmacy Business and Career Network podcast. Thanks for joining us. The PBCN podcast, supporting your journey every step of the way. For more resources, to access support or advice, or to view this episode's show notes, visit guild.org.au.